Hey friends, if you are listening with young children around, we would encourage you to listen to this episode first by yourself before listening together. Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with one of our Watermark staff members, Mr. Bo Towns. Hey, it's good to be here. Bo, good to have you here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. It's fun. We haven't spent much time together, and so I'm excited to hear a little bit more about your story and what God's done in your life. Yeah. I grew up in North Louisiana in a little town called Arcadia. It's famous for where Bonnie and Clyde were slain. Yeah. And so I grew up there in a small church. I was an only child, which explains a lot. (laughs) Uh, Still, you know, struggling through that. Grew up there and met the Lord at seven. Mm -hmm. Really understood, recognized my need for a Savior and trusted Him. And so uh, in a childlike faith, was introduced to Jesus. And then after that, had a lot of guys just investing in me. Mm. Uh, one, James Skinner, who I uh, used to work here. And yeah, I was going to say, I recognize that yeah, name. He's now back in town working for uh, a bank close by, but still a really good friend and mentor. Mm. And, and then there were others, uh, coaches, teachers, uh, and youth pastors who encouraged me and built into me. And so, Went to college, uh, really involved in crusade crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and Where'd you go to school? Louisiana Tech. All right. Louisiana Tech, Bulldogs, go dogs. Ended up working at Canicut Camp mm-hmm. for 10 summers. Met my wife at Canicut. Uh, very um, big part of my life uh, at camp, learning uh, that I was selfish and uh, and how to serve and love other people um, well. So, discipled there. And my wife and I have four kids, um, all adult children. So, we're empty nesters and enjoying that and have been at Watermark for just over a year and loving it. I love it, Bo. Well, I'm, I'm glad to have you here. We are diving into a, a heavier chapter, uh, but we're wrapping up the book of 1 Samuel. So, that's exciting. Yep. Uh, And I'm going to just give you the opportunity to walk us through chapter 31. Okay. Well, so chapter 30, we have uh, the context. We have David defeating uh, the Amalekites, rescues his two wives and and, uh, all the people and children who were um, taken. And so there's just this, you know, fun, rejoicing. Uh, He uh, consults the Lord uh, a number of times in that chapter. And then the contrast is this next chapter where uh, we get the death of Saul and Mm. his three sons, Mm -hmm. uh, along with Jonathan, who David loved. Right. And Jonathan loved David. And and so it's just a a sad contrast. And so— the Philistines have been the you know the arch enemy of Israel this this whole time, and um, and they they win uh, they win this battle and Saul loses and he uh, recognizes that he is about to be taken out by the Philistines and so he wants to end his life so that they don't dishonor him and mm. and shame him uh, which actually happens anyway right right and so he asked his armor bearer to to take his life which he rightly doesn't do that as mm-hmm. we'll learn in the next chapter of uh, of second Samuel that's probably not a good idea uh, your life is going to end so uh, he doesn't do that and then Saul actually uh, takes his own life suicide mm. uh, on his own sword mm. 
uh, not really a way to go, right? No. It's not a fun. I mean, I'm thinking of this in the context of a pastor and how do you do this hmm. funeral, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you say? I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's heartbreaking. It, it is. It's it's tough. And for those who have experienced this, it, it it's not a light thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a, a, a burden. It's heavy. And so here he, he takes his life. But I mean, if we look at him, it, it really describes how he has lived, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, he takes his life in his own hands. Let me read that verse for yeah. us. His armor bearer wouldn't do it. He feared greatly. Therefore, Saul took his own sword and fell upon it. That's mm. verse four, uh, which is feels like a, a nice polished up way of, of putting it. Yeah. He just fell, but yeah. it's a little different. It is. And so, um, I mean, we can learn a lot from that on that on this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, uh, you know, one of our big verses uh, around here is John 15, five, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is, is that apart from me, Jesus says, you can do nothing, mm-hmm. right? But what Saul basically says, says with his life is that um, apart from you, I can do everything. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so he uh, takes his own life in his hands, which is really just um, a little paragraph of, of how he has lived his life. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and we even know from his life that, you know, there were you know, God allowed spirits to mess with him, right? Right. And so it's not like he, I mean, you know, we can throw in their mental illness and and just um, stress and anxiety. Um, and, and yet, um, I think God desires that we abide in him, that we trust in him no matter what the circumstance, which uh, sadly, Saul is an example mm-hmm. um, of, of not doing that. It is an example that is prevalent in our society. Um, be it because, like Saul, we're trying to to muscle our way through life on our own power, or we're sick. Uh, but the the stats show that last year, forty eight thousand people mm. died by suicide. And so, Bo, yeah. I'd love to give you the opportunity to just speak to the person listening who who might be contemplating suicide or know someone who is. How would you counsel them? Oh boy. Um... Well, one is uh, that God has given us uh, people, his body, Mm. and there are people who care about you, and they love you, and they want the best for you, and and so this is never good because what you're basically saying is, hey, I'm going to chop off this finger and kind of throw it away. Mm. You know, you're part of the body as a believer, um, and no one wants that. Right. And it's never good for anybody, even if the person who's considering suicide thinks, hey, it's going to be better that I'm not here and and, and all my issues are going to be gone. And and yet that seems good, but it's not good. It's a lie it's not, from the enemy. Yeah. It's, and it's not good for, you know, people who are, who are remaining. So mm-hmm. I, I would just say, hey, obviously the word provides us with a truth that Jesus says, hey, I came to give you life, to give it to the fullest. And so if you're not experiencing that, it's not what God wants for you. Mm-hmm. And he wants you to have life. And so there are um, reasons that you maybe aren't experiencing that life. And there are people that can help you f- figure out uh, what that is mm-hmm. and um, and how to be restored to that life. And, you know, Jesus, when he said, hey, I, I came to give you life, he uh, meant now and mm-hmm. not just when you die. And so if you're not experiencing that life now, uh, you can be uh, assured that he desires for you to have that life. And that life is really in him. 
That's good, Bo. Um, what about for for others, or or really you personally? What application do you take from this text? Yes. So this really, this you know, is really a character study, right? Of in uh, a contrast between Saul and David, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean, we look at the life of David, and we go, "Hey, I'd love to be like him." Well, um, you know, what he was was he was a humble, dependent person right. on God. I mean, if you look at the chapter thirty, I mean, he's he's uh, asking God, "Hey, what should I do?" Mm-hmm. And he's always coming before God. He's dependent. And then in contrast to that is the life of, of Saul, who is uh, unfortunately um, dependent on himself. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, uh, unaware of that. He's self-delusional. He is uh, self-deceiving. De- uh, mm-hmm. uh, and so he, he has blind spots, and, uh, and he just continues to kind of uh, make decisions that are, um, hey, I can do this. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna depend on God, and that's why basically he is anti-anointed. Yeah, uh, I, I, think, I think the Bible Project mentions um, that, and he, he goes, uh, "The anti-anointed is mm. the anti-Christ." Mm. And so basically, it's like, "Hey, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna depend on him. I'm gonna depend on me." And mm-hmm. that's the. That's the. That's where the, the fall happened, right? Right. Pride, arrogance, mm-hmm. and 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 the thing is, is that. Uh, as we look at this, it's so easy to kind of go, yeah, I, I want to be like David. I don't want to be like Saul. But the, the reality is uh, that I think the warning is is that we need to look at the life of Saul and go, hey, is there any part of me mm-hmm. there? And mm-hmm. then repent and, and confess that selfishness, um, which I've struggled with, you know, my life, mm-hmm. uh, you know, meeting my own needs, uh, seeking pleasure for myself mm-hmm. and uh, instead of depending upon God. So that's the warning. It's good. That's good, bro. It's a good challenge to take very seriously. Uh, thank you for being here yeah. and for sharing faithfully. We'll have to have you back, no doubt. Thanks. Loved uh, it. Amazing. As always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.